Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do in your life here and certainly in the moments ahead. I'm grateful that we can worship the Lord together right where we are and experience his goodness, experience his grace today. Amen. Have you ever felt like you just missed something? I mean, something that was so simple that for whatever reason, you just overlooked it. When my wife and I got married, we bought this wonderful couch and sofa, this love seat. When we got it home, you know, it was just as comfortable in our living room as it was in the showroom. I mean, it was just great. But for whatever reason, there just seemed like something was different. Something was missing. One day we had a friend who'd come over and we're hanging out there in the living room. He made a comment about how low... The sofa was. It was so low to the ground. Then my wife mentioned, so, you know, it's interesting that you say that my feet are able to touch the ground. Now, if you know my wife, she's a little short, right? So the fact that her feet can touch the ground on a sofa, that's pretty remarkable. You know, and then we just kept on talking. And all of a sudden, we kind of looked at the three of us kind of together. And we realized, wait a minute. I think there's a problem because this sofa doesn't have any feet. I know, how crazy is that? It didn't have any feet. And so we kind of try to figure it out, well, maybe there's a problem. So we took the sofa, we opened it up, and we unzipped the bottom of it, and sure enough, there were four pieces of wood that should have been attached to the bottom of that sofa. We'd been living beneath our privilege because we'd been operating with a couch that was too low to the ground, and we just didn't even know it. An African impala can easily jump to a height over 10 feet. These amazing creatures can be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with only a three-foot wall. And here is why. The animals won't jump if they can't see where their feet will land. And so they lived and they continue to live caged up beneath the privilege of what their majestic bodies were created to do. You see, faith says, I'm going to live this life to the fullest. Even when I cannot see, I'm going to trust and take the leap of faith. Because faith frees us from the flimsy walls of fear that entrap us. And so today is the day to step out of our comfort zone in order to see greater things upon us. Amen. Our lives, now let's face it, not quite normal right now. Not too sure if they're very comfortable either. I don't know what it's going to look like in the coming weeks. But God has been probably trying to get our attention for some time now. And guess what I do know is this, that even though life doesn't seem altogether comfortable, it might not look so in a couple of weeks, during this season, I believe that God can work something out on our behalf. He can work all of this out to deepen our faith in Him. And so instead of hopelessly clutching to something 
that doesn't exist any longer? Why don't we open our hands and our hearts to something new, something more, something that only the Lord can give to us during this time? I'm calling everyone here today that's under the sound of my voice. If you're in your car, in your living room, wherever you are today, I'm calling us to have faith over fear. Faith in God over fear of the coronavirus and all of its fallout. But also faith in God's plan for me over fear above my own faltering plans calling us to have the faith to step out of the confines of the normal and pursue God's supernatural for us today. So as we move forward, we are going to continue our sermon series entitled Faith Over Fear. We've been examining the lives of some pretty incredible people. They were pretty spectacular individuals such as Abraham and Moses Rahab, they accomplished amazing things for God. They were people who felt fear, but refused to allow fear to paralyze them, to stop them in their tracks. These folks became known as heroes of the faith. The reason is because their faith in God was greater than the fear of letting go, of surrendering control, or making a name for themselves, or even playing it safe. Through their lives, we see how faith over fear is always the best path. I promise you that if you will open your heart to God, you'll find out that He is always stretching us. He's got more than enough power for us to handle anything He's called us to accomplish. Fear is a horrible master, and it has no place in the life of a believer. So why don't you surrender control to the master of the winds and the waves today? Why don't you surrender control to Jesus Christ, the one that can speak peace in the midst of chaos? Why don't you allow God to renew your spirit to see just How amazing he really is. Amen. So today, why don't we choose faith over fear? I think this season can teach us many things. One truth that is confirmed is that life often comes to us in steps. Often, we don't move to one level until we have completed or finished a prior or previous level. Sometimes it might take longer than we could imagine to move from one stage to another stage. I wish I could tell you exactly how God is going to move or what you should exactly do, but I can't. My job is to lift up Jesus Christ. Allow him to draw us to him. Amen. The Bible says if we will lift him up, he will draw all men to him. Amen. I can't make you, I can't persuade you to become deeper in your faith, but God desires for us to grow. God desires for us to walk in faith and not 
in fear. I know without a doubt God wants to move us into a deeper level of consecration with him, a deeper level of commitment, a deeper commitment to the Lord in all our ways that we are dedicated to his cause, following after his spirit. The purpose of each level is to help us grow and become more like him, more like what he intends for us to be. And so today we turn our attention to our primary passage in the Bible. We're visiting Jericho, the next city on the pathway to the promised land. You already heard a little bit about Jericho when my wife preached about Rahab, so you know that the good guys win. But today, you're going to hear about it from Joshua's perspective. The battle for Jericho was an important battle in many ways. It was vitally important from a tactical perspective. Jericho stood at the foot of the western hills of Canaan. If the Israelites were going to control this crucial area of the hill country, they would have to take the fortress city of Jericho, which lay at the foothills of that region. Jericho was also crucial from a morale perspective as well. Moving into this territory would mean that the Israelites, this was going to be their very first experience of conflict, of fights. Defeat here would have had serious negative ramifications upon the people. They probably would have been discouraged, despair. They might have even felt like they needed to turn back. Jericho was also important from a spiritual point of view. This would be the real test of their faith in and their obedience of the Lord's command. Failure to take Jericho would result in them being unable to take possession of the land, which would mean that they would fall short of receiving the promises God had given them. This passage records historical events which occurred over 4,000 years ago. But it possesses spiritual principles that transcend the boundaries of time that are relevant and applicable for us today. And so we read from Joshua chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Verse 1 reads this way. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. You shall do this for six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him this very instance is listed in the heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Chapter 11 verse 30 reads, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled 
for seven days. And so today we're going to speak on this subject. Faith over fear. Faith brings walls down. Amen. Faith brings walls down. Does anyone know that God cannot steer a parked car? You know, it's one thing if the car is moving, but it's an entirely different story if that same car is sitting in a garage somewhere collecting dust. If you desire for God to move on your behalf, you have got to move. We must be willing to put faith in action and do something with it. Because there is a difference between fact and faith. It's a fact that you are sitting some other place than right here in the church building today. It's a fact that I am standing behind this pulpit preaching the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But it's only by faith that I believe that you are actually listening to me today, especially with an online service when I can't even see all of you at the moment. Faith is praying for rain in a drought and then bringing an umbrella. Now that, my friend, is some faith. In the middle of a drought, you're praying for rain. Bring the umbrella because it's about to downpour in your life. Amen. Martin Luther once said that faith sees the invisible. It believes the incredible and it receives the impossible. Is there anyone who wants to receive the impossible from the Lord today? I do. I hope that you do as well. Faith means trusting God regardless of our circumstances. It means looking beyond the current situation and believing his promises. History's greatest saints have been ordinary people who have tenaciously held on to God's word no matter what what they encountered. And this story that we find in this scripture verse today is no different. So from the outset, I want you to know that no matter what you're facing today, God is with you and God is for you. He will protect you. He will go before you. But I need you to understand that when you are walking toward your promised land, be prepared to encounter the enemy. When you're walking toward your promised land, be prepared to encounter the enemy. Jericho was the first occupied city that Israel encountered in her campaign to take over the region of Canaan. As far as cities go now, it really wasn't a particularly large city. Archaeological investigations share it probably covered no more than eight acres of land. But it did contain somewhere around 20,000 people. So while it was small, it was densely populated. Although it wasn't very large, it was a well-fortified city with a strong military presence. It was surrounded on all sides by two walls of defense. The first was about 12 feet high, and then 15 feet from there, there was a wall that was 30 feet high. And this was a huge wall because not only was it just a normal 30-foot wall, it was so wide 
that we're told that two chariots could race along the wall, that secondary tall wall. That's how deep and big that wall was. That's pretty remarkable. So Jericho was a formidable stronghold. Israel had to conquer the city in order to enjoy the blessings of their inheritance. Just as Israel had to face up to the reality of this stronghold's existence, we have enemy strongholds in our life today. Things that are standing in the way of us moving forward into full enjoyment of God's blessing today for our spiritual inheritance to be received from the Lord. So the question is, what are the Jerichos in your life today? What are the things that are standing in your way for you to receive your God-given destiny? We may feel tired of circling around the same mountain over and over and over again. Maybe an enemy of guilt or shame is holding us captive in our past. Maybe a stronghold of bitterness has shackled us, and because of it, now we're not able, we haven't been able to forgive someone that has hurt us. Maybe the bills are too much, or the medical condition is worsening. Maybe we feel paralyzed by the weight of an uncertain future. These are very real struggles. These are human struggles today. And these struggles need to be surrendered. These Jerichos need to be surrendered to God. We know that every life is filled with conflict, whether we live for God or we don't live for the Lord. But as Christians, we've got to understand that, hey, we are going to do battle with our own flesh. Hey, we're going to do battle with the devil and with the spirit of this age, this world. Paul talks about being a good soldier for Jesus Christ. He tells us to put on the whole armor of God and that the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's why here at the sanctuary we teach about spiritual warfare. We believe that God has already won the battle. Amen. Amen. And so we fight today. We must continue to fight. We will fight today, but we do not fight alone. We don't face the enemy enemy alone. God is with us. And it's in the name of Jesus that we battle today because victory is already won through him. Amen. The power of Calvary, resurrection power on Calvary demonstrates Jesus Christ has control over death, hell, and the grave. And he's able to do greater things in our life as we continue to, to walk in faith and not be shackled by our past today. Yes, we face an enemy. Yes, we might be facing the enemy right now. But don't you get intimidated today. Don't give in to fear because we serve a God who is greater than anything that might come against us today. The same way he gave victory to Joshua, he's able to do the same thing today. Amen. The same God that brought victory to Joshua at Jericho is the same God that's able to tackle any obstacle, any Jericho in our life here 
today. Oh, let's just take a moment and praise him for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for all that you have done and all that you're about to do. We can get excited about that. Amen. Amen. Who doesn't want to talk and walk in victory today? But I need you to know this. Victory might not come in the way that you would like for it to come. It might not look like how we envision victory to look like. In fact, most times victory won't come in the way in which we would like for it to come. Victory often requires for us to let go of our plans and trust God to do what only he can do to work it out in his own way, not according to our plans, but according to his will today to give it all to Jesus, give it all to the Lord and trust in him the same way that Joshua did. Victory comes when we surrender control. Victory comes when we surrender control. I'm sure that Joshua and his army must have already given some thought as to how they would go about taking the fortress of Jericho. Now, I don't think they were planning on simply showing up and hoping for the best. Maybe they planned to surround the city, maybe cut off the water supply, and maybe wait till all the food ran out in the city. Others may have favored a surprise attack, you know, in the middle of the night or something, hoping to catch the people off guard and overthrow them. Still others may have preferred the brute force, you know, where you sit there brute force on the wall and gathering a bunch of battering rams and basically having one big push toward this massive and great city. But none of these humanly conceived strategies were what God had planned. God assured Joshua that Jericho would fall and that Jericho was going to be given to them. He gave them shocking details of how this enemy stronghold was going to be overcome, a way in which God would be the only one that would receive the glory. Verses three through five share the unusual strategy you will march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. That when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout then the wall of the city will fall flat and the people shall go up every straight before them. Amen. I'm sure when Joshua shared this with the people, some of them probably thought that Joshua had lost his mind. After hearing plan A, they were like, so can we hear what plan B is? Because we're pretty sure that this isn't going to work. In fact, why don't you tell me what plan C and D and maybe even X, Y, Z looks like, because we're pretty sure this plan A thing, it ain't going to happen. Remember those massive walls I spoke about at the beginning of my sermon? Yeah, those are still there and they're still surrounding Jericho. Seems like trumpets just won't 
be enough. Let's be honest, this plan seems absolutely ridiculous, right? I mean, it seems crazy to the mind, completely foolish. It demanded faith. It demanded patience. It demanded obedience. And it demanded courage. But you know what else this plan required? It required the people to rely on God and not rely on themselves. Which meant that when victory came, they couldn't claim any credits or any glory for the victory. Many times God uses our weakness to prove his strength. When I am weak, the Bible says that's when he is strong. When we have no other option, we can be sure God's power is doing the work. And we can be certain that he alone will receive the glory. They had to believe that what God had promised, that God would accomplish. This put them in a very vulnerable position. But if they wanted victory, they had to obey God's command through Joshua, his servant. They had to actually walk around the walls of the city with no plan of raising one sword. Day after day, even when they were mocked, even perhaps even questioned by people watching around them. I'm encouraged by this example of faith because sometimes we walk in faith and not by sight. There are moments when we follow after the Lord without knowing the future, without knowing what will result. But if we will follow him, we have absolutely nothing to fear today. There may be times we don't fully understand it all, things we might not understand, but if the Lord asks us to step out in faith, what other options do we have? Stay on our own path, follow our own plans, or shall we step in victory? Shall we step out in faith and see God's glory revealed and the victory occur right before our eyes. Because you see at Jericho, what we find is Joshua's being taught some things. And I believe teaches us something here as well. Joshua taught us at Jericho that faith over fear brings incredible victory. Faith over fear brings incredible victory. Folks, this military strategy is pretty crazy, right? Nevertheless, the people obey their leader. They obey God's plan. They marched around the city walls once each day and seven times on the seventh day. Then on Joshua's command, they all shouted with a great shout and the walls came tumbling down. What a miraculous victory for the people of Israel. What a testament of faith in action. God told them what to do. They obeyed the Lord. They watched the walls fall down. They took the city just as God had promised. And you know what? Even people like Rahab knew God was going to win the victory for them. 
God's hand was upon them. They obeyed and the miraculous happened. Our focus verse shares in Hebrews 11:30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Joshua circled God's promises and marched. His Jericho fell because he marched in faith. He marched in obedience. I believe today we are empowered to overcome any Jericho in our lives here today. But it only occurs, it only comes when we are walking by faith and not by sight. When we are obediently following God's plan for our life today. Victory over our circumstances comes when we surrender to God, when we live in faith and not in fear. And so what are the obstacles you're facing today? What are you entrapped in? What are you tangled up in? My brother, my sister, God is greater. What need do you have today? God is able to meet the need. What pain is it that you've been carrying in your life for such a long time? Today is your day to receive healing from the one that spoke the worlds into existence. God is with you. God is for you. And God has a greater plan for your life. Today is the day for you to overcome your Jerichos. As we close, may I ask, what are you facing today that seems impossible in your own strength? What physical need, emotional struggle today, financial uncertainty or spiritual stronghold has you bound. What do you need to surrender to Jesus today? Our God is faithful. He's faithful to hear the prayers of his people and he is able to meet your needs here today. So when we bring our fears to the Lord, he is reaching out to us and he desires for us to walk in faith, not be ruled by fear. He cares about our hurts, our struggles, and our pains. He desires to make himself real to us on a personal level. But we've got to trust him. We must follow after him. We must surrender ourselves to him. Follow after him and his will and calling for our life. Hear me when I say that today is your day to make a change, to have faith over fear. God has already given you your Jericho. Victory is already in the house. Victory is already in your circumstance. I believe without a doubt God is for you. God is with you. And God wants to overcome the Jerichos in our lives today. The question is, will we step out in faith and receive it? Will we step out for battle? Will we step into God's plan? Will we obediently surrender ourselves to God's will? Are we walking in victory right here, right now? Because today is your day to receive God's victory in your life. Amen, amen, amen. Right where you are, we're going to go to 
God in prayer. Would you perhaps close your eyes, raise your hands to the Lord right now and surrender to God right now. God wants to do amazing things in your life here. Our prayer team is available to pray with you face to face right now. If you will click on the link in the comments, you can connect to someone via Zoom conference call. We would be honored to pray with you one-on-one. -on -one. Why don't you trust God right where you are? He can do something amazing in your life right now. Amen. Amen. Maybe your Jericho is all about giving your life to the Lord. This is your opportunity to believe on the Lord and ask Him to deliver you. Ask the Lord to save you, to transform you from the inside out. Jesus is here. Jesus is everywhere. And He is able to forgive you of your sin. He is able to become Lord of your life if you will simply repent, simply Cast your cares before him and say, God, I am sorry for my sin. Forgive me, Lord. I want to be more like you. God, I pray that you will transform me, God. I give you my life. I give you my all. I commit my life to you. Jesus wants to fill us with his spirit today. Amen. Today is our day to give our life over to the Lord. And we will pray with you if you'd like some direction in this manner. Maybe God is calling you to step out and do something he's already called you to do, but you just need some courage to do it. God has already won the victory and he will see you through it. So let go of your fear and walk in faith today, right now. Maybe you need God to show you his will for a specific circumstance, a specific situation in your life today. If you want God to guide you, he's here and he's ready to give you the clarity that you need, the direction that you need. Our prayer team is able to pray with you right now. Would you join me in prayer as we begin to surrender our all to Jesus and cast our cares before him? Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we surrender our all to you, our lives unto you right now. Lord, I believe that you are our Lord and Savior. Lord, I want you to be our everything right now. Transform us, God, from the inside out. We desire for you to be Lord and Savior in our life. I trust you now with our, our future, with my future, with my past, with my present. Jesus, I ask you that you will forgive me of my sin. Make me your own right now. I want more of you. I want everything that I have to be received by you, God. Transform me now. Speak life into my weary soul, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit will touch me right here and right now. God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of things that I've held on to, God. I don't want to follow my way anymore, but I want to follow after you. Help me, God, walk in faith and not be bound by fear. Today is the day. I step into victory. Today is the day I cast my cares before you. Today is the day I consecrate and dedicate my life to you. I want you to be Lord and Savior in my life. We thank you for it. We give you the glory and we ask it all in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to spend some time in worship right now. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to know about it. I want to pray with you in the coming days because I believe that God 
has more for you. We want to help you take the next step in your faith. We would love to baptize you in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You can also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as evidence with speaking in tongues. A true book of Acts experience can be yours today. Would you allow us to pray with you? Would you connect with us online? Please go to our website and fill out a connect card right there. You can let us know if you want to be baptized, you want to be in a Bible study, if you want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we'll pray with you because I believe God is just getting started. God is just getting started in your life. He has more for you. He has a greater plan for your life here today. He's going to do amazing things in the coming moments. Amen. Right now, can we begin to cast our cares before the Lord? Why don't we just worship Him? Why don't we begin to praise Him and elevate Him in our hearts and our minds right now? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.